When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. The following series is outlandish, unapologetic, and uncut. Listener discretion is advised, but not enforced. <laughs> yeah. Never know in the future there could be mutated animals who have to fight them off the food, you know. Sort of mutated birds or um, pulls up his sleeves, get ready, gets ready for a scrap. Oh, yeah. Hands yeah. off that mutant. Hands off that food mutant crow. That's for me. <laughs> Damn right. It's them or us. By the way, look at the drumsticks on that crow. Give me your gun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I had to put a put a put a stop to the evils, but the best way to do it is we have to. Hey, hey, hey. eleven herbs and spices <laughs> right here. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> take, take take one good bite, but hey, <laughs> like, quick, Stuart, pass the pass the barbecue sauce, bro. Pass the bar. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, shoot, I'm gonna find a way to make it work, bro. I think we will. We will. We we gonna survive this. Yeah, mutant bird KFC. I can see it now. Oh yes, man. Mm, would you like biscuits with it? <laughs> <laughs> shoot, that's good old way. biscuits. Can't go wrong with the biscuits, bro. We we need those. Yeah, you need you need a good good old biscuit, a nice bourbon. Yeah, you can go wrong with that. That's right. <laughs> That's the way to really tie all this meal together, man. And you know what? I, I can yeah. see it now. We all having Thanksgiving, and then all of a sudden, one person has something to say. Well, you know, this is inhumane. I'm like, inhumane? Inhumane is all the hell that me and my bro here went through to get this meal. Inhumane <laughs> is what exactly the struggles that went down to get this on that plate of yours. I think it's inhumane that we have this conversation. You know what? Give me that. There you go. You don't need none of this. But I'm hungry. Sure, sorry about that. Before you start to bullshit. <laughs> Brilliant. You know what I mean? Shoot, you don't yes. want, don't, don't eat. You know what? Both for us. Hell yeah. I think part of this is Tuesday. Part of this is Wednesday. <laughs> hey, hey, don't touch that. That's Thursday, damn it. And, all, and you know what? As a matter of fact, all the rest of that over there, that's the weekend. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, before we get a little too into it, though, we got to go ahead and start the hang-up stuff, man. Uh, here we go. Yeah. Uh, f- three, two, one. Take us away. Okay, fine. We'll team up. I'm J-Man, and this is J360 Hangout here on J360 What's going on, J360 Legion? How are you all doing? This is J-Man, of course. Once again, it is that special time of the week where it is Hangouts session. And with me, of course, is a dear friend, an awesome musician over there in the good land of UK. My dear, dear friend, Arrowwolf. Zooming right in. What's up, brother? Hey, man. You all right? How's everyone? <laughs> I'm sure everyone's doing fine, man. They came back here for a 15th episode. <laughs> Brilliant. Yep. And and it's all about you and me tonight, brother. Or should I call you Stuart? Yeah, you can go with that. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's my name after all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, of course, man. I'm just glad to finally get you on this episode. Like, as I was booking this show, and this is a true story, as I was booking this show, I had you right there next in line, dude. I had to get you in on this. I was like, yes. You know, he's he's been very helpful with helping me grow, and I hope I've been helpful with making you grow. So, you know, it just comes full circle right there. Uh, there's nothing special like a Hangouts episode. Well, except for jams, but you get the idea. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you, you've had some uh, absolutely brilliant artists on uh, on Hangouts as well. I mean, I was listening the other week. Um, you know, some uh, Res and Sun were brilliant as well. So, uh, yeah, some really top, top acts. Oh yeah, man, and and the fact that we all come together like a team, it's just like ah, I just love it, love it every time. Like when I get something from you, when I get something from Resident Sun, or when I get something from Space Force, like 
And everybody, man, it's just class. Just as soon as that stuff just dings again. However, I got to get used to it again because uh, when I took the sabbatical, I was like, it was weird because I didn't hear nothing from nobody there for a little bit. I did hear some from you, but I I was like, yeah, 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 I'm good. I'm good and everything, but it's just weird not, you know, (laughs) being ready for that Friday night. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of um, weird for, I suppose it might be weird for everyone else in the jams, you know, not having the Friday night jam session and uh, the J-Man show and like hangouts and things like that. And uh, I mean, it's good that you had managed to get a sabbatical in, um, you know, have a bit of R&R and get sort of uh, recharge your batteries and things like that. But, uh, but yeah, we did miss you. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Missed you guys too, man. I'm like this. I'm like, you know something? I, I, I gotta, I gotta come back. <laughs> I gotta make sure I do that. Because for a while there, I was like, huh, not, nothing to do. Um, it's 10 o'clock. Like, oh, got to get on. The, wait a minute. You know, things like that. I was like, wow, this, this is going to take some getting used to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I suppose when, you, when you're kind of used to being busy all the time, you, you kind of like have that itchy feet. You think, oh, I need to be doing something now. Or I mean, I suppose, I suppose when you're kind of thinking about, you know, what you're going to do with the, the second series and things like that. But, uh, yeah, you kind of get that... Uh, I need to be doing something now, don't you? <laughs> uh-huh. But, you know, like, um, I remember on the last day of sabbatical, I did kind of cheat there a little bit because I was like, uh, let's go ahead and plan out Jam Season 2 right here. <laughs> so I took that whole afternoon and just wrote all the big plans I yeah. had for it. I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can have that restraint on, uh, you know, not telling people about your, your coming pl- upcoming plans and things like that. I'd be just like, I'll let it all out now. you know it's just like you know sometimes i go ahead and i have restraint but i was like you know what yeah you guys need to know so because you're in and that's just the way that goes so i i I know when to give and i know when to not you know what i mean because every single show stands the test of time like i said before so they sell themselves so yeah yeah definitely oh without doubt yeah, when we came back for that season two, though, man, I, I think everybody got excited because everybody started to pour in at that point. <laughs> I was well, like, the other day on on your uh, Instagram account just to say that you'd be doing twenty four hour jam sessions soon. The amount of um, songs you get uh, get in that is one long spreadsheet. It, it, it's 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 coming, I'm sure. <laughs> if not this season, it'll probably be on the third season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, I would not be surprised i'm like oh my god and then like it was funny because everybody was sitting there in the chat during jams 28 and they were like sitting there planning on how jams 100 would be i was like oh shit. somebody was saying like 100 tracks i was like you must be crazy <laughs> yeah shoot oh man to be up all night <laughs> uh-huh but you see the thing about it is as long as nobody asks me to do anything tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> I got this coffee right here. I think I'm gonna survive, or try anyway. <laughs> Get the uh, mat- matchsticks to keep your eyelids open as well, and uh, yeah, keep slapping yourself around the face. Yeah, you're looking like a <laughs> Tom and Jerry cartoon then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man. Hey, speaking of which, though, man, you know what? Hey, I'm sure the audience really wants to know though about Vanguard and about you, so. Uh, come on, man! Give us some background. Like, what is the story behind Arrowwolf? Well, I um, I kind of started. Well, I'm, I'm mainly a um, keyboard player, um, sort of by, and not a very good one at that. Kind of a mediocre keyboard player. Uh, but I, I did buy a synthesizer um, a few years ago now, uh, Roland SH two hundred one, and I just enjoyed the sound of analog synthesizer. Uh, and I've always enjoyed eighties music, so I thought it'd be great to make sounds with analog synthesizers but i know a lot of that's been done uh, already in the uh, synth wave genre uh, which has obviously been uh, up, up and coming since probably um, you know three or four years ago now but i did i did start producing music back in the early 2000s and um, and uh, i sort of transported onto a cassette and, and make cassettes uh, but i really got back into music making music sort of last year um uh, with, with the covid19 situation mm-hmm so I just thought I'd get myself a DAW, uh, Digital Audio Workspace, and use my synthesizer. I've got a drum machine as well, and just get a load of synthesizers on the computer. 
I just started producing music with a lot of analog synthesizers and it went on from there. Um, my first product was the Soul EP. Um, so it's a bit more experimental, five track EP. Um, and then I brought Vanguard out in June of this year. So, and that's a 10 track album with, with two additional instrumentals and one extended mix, which is a bonus track. So yeah, I, I mean, I thoroughly enjoy making music. You know, it's one of those things that I just really, really get into. I see it as a bit of a challenge, but I think when you make your music and you, you get the finished product and it's quite rewarding and just getting people's general feedback on the music that I make. So I think it seems like Vanguard went down pretty well. <laughs> oh, yes. That is one of the most epic albums I've heard in a long time, bro. It's on the top 10 favorites list of mine, which I'll reveal at some point. <laughs> just not right now but it's definitely there like you tease. I, I, yes and i mean like i enjoy all the tracks on there but my favorite four are the ones that are going to be on this listing tonight yeah yeah i mean the yeah just to pick up on i obviously i did a bit of work with um antonello who's um the the singer on a couple of tracks as well so it's not all all my work you know uh give credit where credit's due and he did an absolute amazing job on the vocal tracks and also had a friend of mine who plays guitar as well, and he scored the guitar on another track as well, uh, Bystander, on the album. So uh, there's a bit of a mixture in there. There's, there's a lot of instrumental tracks, but there's also some uh, synth pop as well. Good, good. <laughs> so, hey, ladies and gentlemen, when you get a chance, definitely check out Wolf's Vanguard album. I'm just letting you all know that. Matter of fact, I'm going to have the link to it right in the description box. But to get you all nice and set and to go ahead and get the first track of the day, it'll be almost like an electric dream, sort of. But it's going to have plenty of shock value, and you're going to love the riffs of it. So here it is. Your first track is Electric Dream by Vanguard. Well, not Vanguard. By Arrowwolf. <laughs> <laughs>
Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. And that was Electric Dream by Arrowwolf. One awesome track. Nothing but excitement and lightning galore. Ah, what a shocking event we got going on here, ladies and gentlemen. And by the way, of course, we're back in the room, and this is uh, Arrowwolf along with me. Hey, man. <laughs> yeah, so... Hey, Jake. You, you, Yep, and you know, um, we, we were talking backstage as we were listening to the song here. Um, we're talking about like how like certain villains and certain characters and like how things have like newer interpretations of the shows, but they're not exactly hitting like the old shows used to. So that's what we were talking about. And no, I'm not going after Kevin Smith and that um, Master of the Universe thing. I've already said enough on the J-Man show and the power play, and no, we're not doing that. Though we are similarly talking about something like that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, that I was thought about advertised. Yeah, it, what, what, what was that all about then with uh, Masters of the Universe? Because I think I saw that advertised. Is that like a? Um, I mean, I've not seen it yet, but uh, is it a little bit different? Uh, well, it's a lot different. <laughs> Put it that way. It's the same reason why I'm not going to watch She Hulk show when that comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like sometimes it's just leave those shows be. You know, let them. In, in the memory when you were a kid and watching those shows rather than uh, sort of just, just do a disservice to them. Yeah. But, hey, once again, we live in a world full of hacks, dude. Like, the people that really put a lot of their heart and soul into things are you, me, and everybody else because we keep we love this stuff and we keep it alive, whereas other people see it for a quick buck and ride on that clout. Yeah, exactly. Man. Yeah, that, that's... It's it's terrible. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's like you say. It's just all about the money. At the end of the day, you know, if if they see a show was popular back in the day, they'll uh, they'll bring it back just to make some bucks. Yeah, you know the thing is though, sometimes it can work because like dare I say this, but when they brought Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles back, you know, as long as you keep the core personalities of each turtle, you can get away with that. Yeah, you know. But then there's the moment where it's like you know you take like the principal female character you try to go on this narrative that they never had like strong motivations in the original series and you also try to throw shade on the original production company that made said original series and then you take this female character you butch her all up and then you go over go on this whiny self-indulgent you know shero's journey and it's just ah it's it's tactless it's boring and, and it's not proving anything you know it's just sad. yeah, yeah, yeah. It is sad, very yeah, yeah. That's it. Like, like it's like me going ahead and showing you, like, okay, so I created this new character, right? No gender base to it, okay. So we'll just move that yeah. out. But I created this character, and this character is so super strong, so super powerful, so amazing and stuff. And then you watch like five episodes of it, and nothing ever happens to this character, but he gets new powers all the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes, like, um, like I say, with some of these characters, they don't put the the background story behind it, and it just comes across as a bit shallow, doesn't it? It's it's not quite there. Um, but I mean, it works well with villains, you know. If you, if you have like little backstory, it makes them a bit more sinister. We were talking about that before, weren't we? When they when they don't have so many lines, and it just make, makes a bit of presence. Yeah, exactly. And then, by the way, if you got bored at me describing that hero like that, let me just tell you this. I was bored making that scenario. <laughs> you understand what I mean? Like, because there's no sacrifice. There's no change. There's no growth. Like, you know, yeah. it, 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 there's no journey that this character has to go on. It's kind of like how some people try to say Superman's OP, but you realize that it's the supporting cast of Superman that keeps him interesting. And then when he deals with the villains and then like when he shows up and stuff like that, you know, chances are this villain is a lot stronger than him or a lot smarter than him. And he'll have to utilize some sort of skill set to get him to that level so that he can go ahead and change the tide. That's the thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. And the same thing can be said for Supergirl, Wonder Woman, any of these uh, 
you know, superhero types. But once again, people miss the point and they have to do it to sell a narrative, which if you can see that they're not pushing an original IP behind said narrative, they ain't been behind that narrative any more than, um, you know, uh, Nike was when Black Lives Matter was floating around. Yeah, I can say it. <laughs> it's the truth. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what would they do that? Oh yeah, stuff? definitely. It's just, it's it's like, but why of all things did you have to go after Masters of the Universe? I'll never know. I can see the same thing about any of these properties, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, will, I did see this article the other day about, uh, kind of on this subject, um, about DC and Marvel, uh, the differences between the two and why DC hasn't been as popular um, in the, the movies or theatres. Um, and... Um, I think it's because Marvel tend to rely quite a bit on the source material, which is quite rich and deep. And, uh, you know, you can get a lot of the, the storyline and uh, from the comics, you know, um, uh, what actually happened a lot around the characters and things like that. So, uh, so I think that, that there's a lot to be said for having a lot of depth behind characters. Oh, yes. And then the thing is, like I always said this before, like if it's gonna sell, it's gonna sell on its own. You don't need to have people in the production line throwing too much out there like that because it will cause your film to crash. And there's two good examples. The two is yeah. the Star Wars uh, sequel trilogy, Last Jedi, and its bastard brother, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Those two were, uh, <laughs> man, I'm telling you, there's no bigger endurance test than that more of production bro that's like me trying to undersell you guys on jams and i know i'm not doing that hell no <laughs> yeah yeah i know what you're saying <laughs> oh man i must have really gone in on that one um is that still hangouts material i think it is yes it is but you know what though like i say it's it's just problems with the industry but we on the independent side though if we hold our own and we don't let our egos get involved we can still we could be that competition they're afraid of and that's the thing Keeping it real. Always. But here's the thing. Don't go too far on that because, like Dave Chappelle said, keeping it real goes wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> no, definitely. Yeah. But, hey, though, like, like if anything else, there is hope because as long as I keep working on all the stuff I have at J360 Productions and you keep working on your music and all the cool stuff that you have, we can turn the tides. And that's the best part about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you never know what sort of wild magic we can create. And, you know, I think you oh, have yes. some awesome ones. Like right here tonight with your next track, which is actually the title track called Vanguard. You want to tell the story of Vanguard before we get into it? Yeah. With the instrumental tracks, try to bring a kind of an element of the story to them. So, um, you know, with, with Vanguard itself, I wanted to kind of create the, um, the kind of uh, the thoughts of maybe you know like a, a sort of war situation or um with, with sagittarius a star maybe sort of bring the thoughts of having a uh, somebody traveling interstellar in space going to the uh, center of the galaxy but i wanted to try and visualize a lot of the uh, the tracks especially the instrumental ones um so that's really where vanguards come from and um the definition of the word is vanguard as a word is is you know the start of something so that's kind of where i went with it really very nice and considering all that we talked about tonight so far we're gonna start a chain reaction in the right way my brother because we're gonna inspire a lot of people around us and we're gonna keep this whole thing burning strong with your track right now and the next song of the night vanguard by arrow wolf take it away <laughs> Thank you. 
And that was Vanguard from Arrowwolf. One hell of a trip, right? The galaxy can see us. And I hope a lot of you guys are inspired out there. And then as me and uh, Stuart were sitting here talking about, you know, we were talking about like how like there's an overindulgence in sequels and things. And, you know, as I sit here, it all comes rushing back. By the way, hey, Stuart, get this, right? You know, imagine if you will. You've seen Aliens versus Predator, right? You've seen Alien versus Predator, you know, the whole thing? Yeah, yeah. How how hard is it to do an Alien versus Predator movie where they're just fighting? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's it, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, Alien, uh, that's it, Predator, uh, just putting the heat-seeking uh, thing on and uh, just hunting aliens. That's all you need to do, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean, even then, that, that took a mile to get to because they stole the guns in the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, for real? Like, there's three Predators here. And then, like, you got the aliens roaming about. Like, this this is actually alright if it ain't for the human element. Even though the human element was always there in the game. But you played as a Marine and you had a gun. And that was really what was so cool about it. But Mm. there ain't no Marines in this. (laughs) (laughs) There's rock climbers and expedition hunters and all this other wild stuff. From the Wayland Yutani Corp. Still finding ways to screw up. And remember, like, in the first Aliens movie, like, the plan was to bring the alien back? Yeah. In this particular film, apparently the aliens are always been on Earth in a little pyramid inside Antarctica. I'm like, ain't this some shit? This movie is ridiculous. You can't put it nowhere in no continuity. It's just like Highlander. It's just there. It's like when they were thinking of the story, they're all sat around a table going, what would be a good idea? Yeah, let's do that. That's oh. a terrible idea, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd be like, I'd be that one dude saying, no, nah, you want this show to fail, don't you? What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> you stop this shit this instant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that'd be some wild stuff, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that they not did this, but they didn't do this once, but they did it twice, though. That second Aliens versus Predator with that Pred alien in it. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Terrible film. <laughs> it's bad in terms of aesthetics and screenwriting. <laughs> it's why, it's, it's yeah. why you got to put a stop to it, man. That's why we will never, ever get a decent sequel. And neither one of them franchises. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. That's it. I think they just need to learn when to stop. You know, maybe like say after the third one, yeah. just call it quits. But hey, would you want another Blade Runner movie though? That's the question. Ooh, that is a good question. I don't know. I mean, I think the first Blade Blade Runner was just. Uh, I mean, uh, the the second one that was it twenty forty nine. I mean, it's a decent movie, but it wasn't a quite a patch on the original. You know, I, th- I think it's just not only was it the story, but it was also the art, the aesthetic. It was all, um, I mean, it was a great movie, wasn't it, really? It's quite hard to replicate that. Yeah, everything that Cyberpunk 2077 20, uh, wanted to be. Yeah. It's yeah, true, that's though. it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, it's amazing. Letting the audience know that. I'm like, it's truth, though. You know I'm right. But anyway, go on. Yeah, I was just, just going to say, it's amazing to think that that movie was, was uh, produced in the early 80s as well, you know, considering the amount of special effects, isn't it, and et cetera. It came out at the right time, dude. Came out at the right yeah. Time. Oh yeah. Right time, right soundtrack, yeah. and just you know, I feel for Roy. I really do. Yeah, yeah. See, that's how you do a villain too. I mean, yeah, he did a lot of immoral yeah. things, but he also knew the value of humanity to a point after he saved Deckard. So you know, and it was all because he wanted more life. He just wanted a longer lifespan. Yeah, I mean, it's quite a nice twist at the end as well because you weren't expecting that to happen. You know, you, he was always a bit of a threat on the in the movie and uh, you just weren't expecting him to save Decker and then obviously shut down at the end you know uh, that poignant scene yeah quite iconic isn't it in cinema that scene yeah it is actually it's very very sweet man I, I really do like the way it was with that one very poignant and uh, poetic you know yeah yeah get you, and uh, get, you, get you thinking but you know, go on yeah it just made you feel kind of a bit of empathy towards the uh, replicants and things like that you know how they were I suppose they're treated differently to to regular humans, and uh, yeah, I think I think it just you just felt a bit sorry for him, you know, especially because he was the main villain in it. But 
Yeah, it's quite a nice twist at the end. Yeah, I'm still thinking about that, man. Like, that was actually a very beautiful scene, too. It was like, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, because to yeah. be honest with you, like, the replicants don't do... They're pretty much there to make our lives easier, and they go and they do the assignments that we don't want to do, and then in some cases, like, fighting in wars and doing all that extra stuff, because that's what Roy was talking about. Mm. So, yeah, you know? Huh. Makes you wonder what would happen when we actually get some functioning ones roaming around here. Maybe they could do a prequel to Blade Runner, couldn't they? They could do one with uh, with Roy Roy's adventures before... Obviously, it wouldn't be as good. It wouldn't be using that name, but uh, yeah, before the uh, Blade Runner, be interested to see what he got up to at Ten House Gate. Yeah, and then the thing is, yeah, maybe that's 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 really good. He won't be using the same name, but eventually, maybe he'll develop awareness and stuff, and then he, that that'll be the name he takes. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, sounds good. That would be awesome as hell. Especially the way to work that out. But see, once again, we're talking about doing something in an established IP. <laughs> but the thing is, we're doing it right. We're doing it right. <laughs> Shoot. And then yeah. somewhere along the line, he'll have to meet Pris and um, Lance. Uh, his name wasn't Lance. It was, God, what was the other one's name? That guy that was kind of a bonehead. God, what was his name? I don't think what his name was. Yeah. But, I, know, but, I can picture know, it, but I can't think of his name. God, he, you know, they have to meet up with the rest of the crew at that point. And then, like, they start yeah. going back to Earth. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, it's just a brilliant movie all around, isn't it, Blade Runner? It is, man. Classic. I can watch Blade Runner all the time. Like, you know, and in some cases I did. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'll watch, watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I could watch that and then, like, watch um, Escape from New York right afterwards. <laughs> oh, and stay trapped in the dystopian future. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that, I mean, those, those are kind of just atypical eighties movies, aren't they? I, I saw um, Big Trouble in Little China the other day, and that's just an absolute classic. Indeed, indeed. A bit tongue in cheek, but still a classic. <laughs> indeed, man. Sure, I love that stuff. Yeah. I just sit back yeah, and watch yeah. a Carpenter film. And it just takes you away from the... Or how about They Live? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I said John Carpenter and Kurt Russell, you can't beat them as a combo back in back in the day. Nah, you cannot. And then, of course, when Roddy Piper, God rest his soul. <laughs> I've yeah. come to kick ass and chew bubblegum. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Yes. Oh, man. I wonder what level of entropy we can get on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 wait though wait though this is the third track of the night and i don't get to introduce it but you do my friend how about um actually do you have a story behind imp- anthropy before we get into it yeah hey tell it bro this is all you spotlights on you and this is entropy by Errol. <laughs> take it away
that was Entropy from Arrowwolf. Awesome tracks, brother. Awesome tracks. Very, very nice. Thanks, I love it. Man, this is just amazing. And I just love the way this show is going down. Like, you know, oh, speaking yes. of which, uh, a lot of y'all missed out on the backstage conversation me and my good friend had. We, we just enjoy talking about nerd culture a lot. <laughs> especially when it came to like the TMNT and you know superheroes and all that stuff so we figured we go ahead we take a little break from that this time you know even though you know what it's my series right nah screw that you guys get all up in this too you think Spider-Man's gonna make it through with his uh, secret identity not intact anymore yeah that was a bit of a curveball that one at the end of Spider-Man wasn't it um, I, I don't know I mean I think it's I don't know where they're going to go with it. I mean, I think it's going to be difficult, difficult for him to hide his identity now since it's plastered all over the uh, advertising hoardings. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's going to, be, going to be an interesting one in December when that comes out, isn't it? Yeah. So it's, it's going to be a little bit of a, back, a black and black scenario, I think. Because I remember yeah. like, when in the comic books he did that stuff, which, by the way, yeah, you could tell 2013 Marvel was something, but considering how the writing has gotten lately, you'd want that back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah i remember that crap like but the whole back in black scenario story he was kicking a lot yeah. of ass though he was handling yeah. some business like i always look at the panel where he's like beating the piss out of kingpin because kingpin hired the head on aunt may i was like wow way to go parker <laughs> handling that business bat 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 <laughs> Yeah, getting a bit dark. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And he wasn't holding no punches back, man. He was really getting them. <laughs> Put all that spider strength in there. That was serious avenging. Oh, yes. Speaking of which, there was a subseries at one time called The Avenging Spider-Man. I, I need to look into that sometimes. I got a collection of graphic novels. Do, do you do that, too? Yeah. I, I mean, he used to do it quite a lot, actually. Yeah. Uh, Sort of back back in the day, I used to used to collect quite a lot of graphic comics and uh, just generally comics as well, X Men and uh, a lot of the Marvel stuff. Ooh, and I nice. tend to move uh, towards yeah. <laughs> you my brother for life, man. <laughs> Isn't that something? Like every Hangouts episode, like I'm meeting more of my people, and I just know this: we squad now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> I think all that X Men. X-Man issue one somewhere. You know the X-Man from the... Um, it was Cable, like a younger version of Cable. Um, issue one somewhere in the house, in one of those plastic wallets. Wait a minute, you do? Yeah. Hey, hey. You, you know, next time you see that, you gotta put that somewhere safe, because uh, I'm sure that thing's probably worth money now. I'm sure there's probably some bank yeah. dollars you can get on that. A little quid, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I bought that back in the 90s, I think. It was the crossover. I can't, I can't remember what the crossover was called now, but yeah, X-Man issue one. Yeah, I've got that. Got that somewhere. I'll have to dust it off. <laughs> oh, yeah, but don't dust it too much, man. Some of that dust is probably income. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I tried to say with this uh, this first Hobgoblin issue I got of uh, Spider-Man. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I actually do have like the first Hobgoblin issue. I was like, "Yeah, buddy." Oh, nice, nice. Shoot, what what was that dated? Oh god, that had to have been like in the. Um, it's either in the sixties or the seventies because John Romita Senior was actually doing the comics at the time. I want to say it's oh, like wow. the seventies. Yeah, it's got to be seventies yeah. or eighties. One of the two. Oh, see, now I put a whole another decade in there, but it's got to be seventies. It's got to be. Yes. Yeah. He, he didn't come out in the 80s. It had to have been the 70s. Probably sounds about right, yeah. When Hobgoblin yeah. came out, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, amazing. Yeah, man, that's why I, I, don't even wanna, I don't even wanna look at it now. I'm just gonna let it sit there. <laughs> let it go ahead and just, you know, get all nice and yellowed. <laughs> so that it can become yeah. green in about a little bit. I'll probably retire off of that. That'd be one thing to see. <laughs> I was about to say, if it goes yellow, it would go similar color to my Sega Dreamcast when I had well, when yellow. Oh, hey, wait, you got Dreamcast too, man? I did, I did have, but it, as I said, it went yellow and it, it decided not to work anymore, which is a real shame. Uh, Power, oh. I used to enjoy playing Power Stone on that and some of the other classics. Oh, man, that, that hurts my heart, man, because 
Dane, nothing like a Sega Dreamcast. Oh, no. Tell me about it. Oof. Just as soon as it comes on this... and... Ah. Yeah. yeah. Those cartridges you used to put inside the uh, controller that had the little graphic on it. That was quite a nice touch, that. Yeah. The v- the VMUs, I think they called. Yeah. Ah. That was it, yeah. Where, 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 where has the time gone, man? I'm ready to go back to the point where I didn't have responsibilities. Damn. <laughs> you know what I mean? I hear so, Sometimes <laughs> it's like, oh. Uh, I'm yeah. time back. The carefree days. Yeah. Sit back, play some Sonic Adventure, and be like, Eggman, you asshole. Things like that. <laughs> 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 Which, by the way, that movie is supposed to be coming next year, I think. I think it's supposed to be coming, like, what, April of 2022? Like, the new Sonic movie? Oh, nice. I, I was actually quite pleasantly surprised by the Sonic movie, actually. With uh, I thought Jim Perry was brilliant in it as uh, Egghead. Whatever uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, he was, actually. He didn't do bad. And then, like... You know, Ben Schwartz actually does, his voice actually does fit Sonic. And I'm like, damn, mm. this is okay. Yeah, 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 it's good. Yeah, I, 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 I'm like, I love it, man, you know? Like, in the end, he even got a movie, and it actually did pretty well. And then there's going to be a yeah. sequel coming with Tails and Knuckles in it. I think, like, The Rock allegedly is supposed to be voicing Knuckles or something. Uh, don't hold me to that. I got to really check the cast list and see. But if he is, that might actually work. But then that also explains that nothing can stop The Rock. Not even the Fast franchise could stop The Rock. The Jungle Cruise can't stop The Rock. But then again, if you can survive being CGI and um, The Mummy Returns, I, I guess you can survive anything. Yeah, you'd make quite good Knuckles, wouldn't you, I think, is the doing the voiceover. Knuckles smash, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, that'd be so much charisma. If you smell <laughs> what the knock is cooking. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, that was awesome though. Like, Oh wait, never mind. It's going to be Idris Elba that's voicing Knuckles. Eh, that's still pretty good too. But back to wrestling. You know, WWE back in the day. Did you used to watch that? Yeah, did you used to watch a bit of it? Yeah, um, back in probably in the... Nothing in the 80s. When I was a kid in the 80s or 90s, yeah, I used to watch quite a bit of it. Yeah, The Undertaker and all that. You know it, man. Shoot. By the way, I hear he's coming back out of retirement. Is he? Nice. Is he where, Is he having a Zimmer frame? No, no, man. I was kidding. I hope that man doesn't come back. He old as death now. <laughs> Have you seen him lately? See, when you're a kid, right, Undertaker was scary. But as you are a grown man and you see him out there trying and you know that he's starting yeah. to get immobile and old, it's like, damn, he's scary. Yeah, no, stop, stop, stop. You're going to hurt yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was me the whole time, dude. I was like, I, I was actually hurt watching him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I wish I was kidding. Like, he should have retired after his streak was broken. I mean, like, when they when they broke the streak, which was stupid, regardless, like, who they had to break the streak with, you know? Um, <laughs> God, who who was it? Brock Lesnar, and Brock Lesnar was on that part-time bullshit. I was like, come yeah. on, man, really? But, but, you know, that's more of a wrestling problem right there. I just had to get that off my chest. <laughs> but hey i don't know what they do now because i really don't watch it like anything but that right there that was like my last year of actually revisiting and i'm like i ain't going back because i can't go back <laughs> so that that's what yeah. i mean, like sometimes you know I, i'm sure you've seen it like where you used to watch certain things but you can't go back to it anymore oh yeah definitely kind of leave leave it in the kind of in your, in your memory is, is something good for your childhood, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's like I tried to watch the, um, from the, again, from the 80s, the A-Team. Um, and I was thinking, gee, some of his acting is quite truly terrible. But, uh, you know, it's a bit tongue-in-cheek, I suppose. But when you were a kid watching it, you thought, oh, look at those stunts, they're amazing. As they fakely jump over the camera. <laughs> yeah, man, it's a whole different world now. <laughs> I was like, shit. Why, why I had to grow up, man? Well, I had to learn filmmaking, so I know all this crap. Stop! Stop! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't believe I've seen too much. 
<laughs> I mean, the same thing can be said for like when you see like um yeah like the A team like you said, and then there's also um God there was also this show I used to watch all the time way way back in the day. I I, I don't want to say it's I Dream of Genie even though I can't really I can't really nosedive into that too much either, <laughs> you know. But mm-hmm. it's it's another show that used to come on. And I used to watch it a lot. I think it was yeah. Law and Order Criminal Intent. Oh, yeah. Be- because, like, after a while, I learned how to w- write dialogue, and then there's sometimes where the dialogue is really bad. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> oh, God, why? Why did I take that screenwriting class? Shit! <laughs> I can't enjoy this episode. Like, a few of my episodes, I can't even enjoy anymore. And then the same thing can be said for Columbo. Like, the way they kind of directed the episode, and it's like, nah, son. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they always had that. I've got one more thing phrased, didn't they, at the end? You know, when the, the, the kind of the person thought they were going to get away with it. Oh, there was just one more thing. You nicked. <laughs> yup, you got him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least that was like the charm, though, you know. But everything else was just so bad. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like that yeah. one episode where he had to find the Commodore's killer, and I was like, oh, "Okay, this couldn't be that bad." But then all of a sudden, the filmmaking side of me came out <laughs> and said, "Hey, man, you see that technical work right there?" That's awful, isn't it? If you look in that yeah. corner, you see like somebody in the crew. Oh my god, <laughs> this is kind of horrible sound work, isn't it? Oh, oh stop! You know things like that. Oh. Also, why did you never? You never got to see his wife. He always talks about his wife, or um, but you never got to see it. Like that's, uh, that's true. Well, you know, that was actually one of the most clever things they've done because I guess they had a hard time trying to figure out who to cast for his wife. And then they'd always have to bring, like, that person back if she was needed, you know? Yeah, true. So that's why it it works in subtlety. Like, if, if, like, say, like, if there was a J-Man sitcom, chances are I'd mention my girl a lot, but you never see her. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, and then maybe like if there's a final episode or something, you probably see her show up, and then like she'll say all the things she needs to say, and like yeah, he's he's mine, and then she could drag me off by pulling my ear or something like that, <laughs> and then that's the last episode. <laughs> yeah, that comedy the, effect. Yeah, yeah, but you know that that's that'd be the way to work for that, and not mention the tone for the show. But you see, like, yeah. there, there, it's just all about being clever and, once again, like I said before, using subtlety. So, Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, with Columbo, though, yeah, you never saw his wife. <laughs> That's yeah. the wildest thing. But it kept you interested, though. Yeah, it was it was kind of one of those strange ones, especially when he, he, he was kind of talking to her on the phone and kind of thinking, you, you're not really married, are you? You just, uh, just, yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 he de- oh, he definitely was married because there was that one time they were on the ship. He said, uh, "Lieutenant, your wife is over there." He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, okay." Oh, <laughs> <goes> yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's man. it. <laughs> yep. He was definitely under the thumb. Yeah, but you know the thing <laughs> is that that makes the charm up, right? I mean, that's how it goes. See, yeah, I can oh, yeah. say this. Are you gonna, could you imagine me giving advice and saying this? See, a man's home is his, looks around, castle. And you know, when it's our castle, we call the, looks around, shots, and we run things. Because <laughs> 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 ain't nobody ever superseding J-Man. J-Man's in charge of J. Hey, honey. that'd be wild as hell oh man yeah yeah, that 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 joke's definitely on the house right there brother (laughs) but um you know as i go about saying it though it's just like it's just amazing to see like how we grow as creators though and then we start creating products and we look at like some of the stuff from our past it should inspire us to create newer things for the future which is like, I always say that. I'm like, 
Instead of just taking things and burying it under something already established, just go ahead and create something new, give it that extra push, and it might actually become an icon in its own for like 20 years on end. You know, Vanguard might become like akin to like Michael Jackson's bad. Whereas your next one, if you are making a next one, could be akin to beat it. Or not beat it. Yeah. Thriller. You know, it's like, it's all about growth and it's all about how you become more of a creator and, you know, incredible at what you do. But number one thing is you got to love what you do. A lot of people don't love what they do. They just want to make money and they just want to, you know, abuse yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, I think I'd be dreaming if it could ever be as successful as those those albums. But uh, no, I get, I get what you're saying. And uh, I, I, that, that's the reason why I'm sure I don't speak for myself when, uh, you know, everyone says that... Uh, you know, they're an artist that made music and they do it because they enjoy doing it. And, um, you know, I think making money is just an added benefit. You know, if, if people enjoy listening to music, that's the, uh, you know, the true um, joy from, from doing it. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, it's all about it's all about reach. And like, I'm saying that because I actually do believe you can get to those heights. I believe that about any of you guys in the Jam Fam reaching and going as high as you can and stuff like that and i'll push you along the way every step because as long as you guys are out there doing what you love to do and i'm out here doing what i love to do i mean like i said before we could change the tide of all this stuff then people won't be running around here talking about like oh nothing's entertaining anymore oh this is blah 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 blah. there's no good music um it's it's a wasteland of content out here and it's like that's not true. It's just a bunch of people that have taken the ease of this thing, utilized the broken system to their advantage, and then, of course, you know, got lazy. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly, exactly. But you're, you're right, yeah, it's about, uh, you know, having the positivity to uh, continuing to, um, you know, produce um, music and produce film or whatever um, that, that you enjoy doing. And, um, yeah. Eventually, it could happen for any of us, you know, that that uh, could be thrust in the spotlight, and uh, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. And it just takes faith, drive to do it, and to be there in the right time. And you see, like, a lot of people, now I failed before, and I'm sure you probably have too. Oh, yeah, yeah. You gotta grow accustomed to it. I mean, yeah. as much as anyway, we like great, to go really, isn't it? Yeah. As much as you like to go for that fine wine of success, you better get ready to taste the cheap staleness of failure. Yeah. And allow it to yeah. uh, course through your veins a little bit. So, you know, at least you'll know. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean that you have to be 100% broke with failure, but, you know. Yeah, exactly. I think, like, like I said, it's the, uh, the only way you, you can really grow as a person, really, is to, you know, you get the rough, rough and the smooth. Um, sometimes you'll get, you know, periods where, where you do have that failure and um, you learn from it and you improve. That's Absolutely. It. And then like re-aim for those things because I remember when I got my rejection letter from Lionsgate, I, I looked at that, I was like they don't know what they're missing. <laughs> yeah. And then I jumped right back in, you know? Yeah. yeah. But at least I got a response and that's the way to look at it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah. you know, it's just just one of them kind of things and like that's why I'm glad I made the jams episodes, you know, to help bring you guys up and then I mean the hangouts episode to help carry for, you know, all of us talking to each other and stuff like that. And, and you know, it's just a great show to have and then like it's always great to get to know you and everybody else and stuff. It's just it's amazing. But you know, the party doesn't yeah. have to stop here though. You know what that means, right? Oh yeah. Bonus track. Incoming transmission. From G360 Jams. Photons by Arrow.
transmission ended. Thank you, J360 Jam. See you next Friday. Along with me again is Stuart from Arrowwolf. What's up, brother? Hey, brother. You all right? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. But, you know, we're reaching that pinpoint there, getting to the end of all things. You know, oh, hey. Oh, man. Yeah, I know, right? Hey, you want to tell everybody what's next on the docket for you, man? Like, uh, what's the next moves for Arrowwolf? If you want to give us a little tease. Yeah, so I'm working on um, my second album, um, and I've, I think I've scored about five or six songs now. So I'm looking looking at about eight to ten track album. Uh, pro- probably go with ten at the end. Um, but yeah, I'm, use- I'm using some different synthesizers, although I'm sticking with analog um, synthesizers, but uh, I... I- I found some new, newer ones that uh, will, will be featured quite heavily on this album. Uh, but the first first track from the album will be out on the uh, 13th of August on Spotify, which is called Sideswipe. And it's out a week earlier on Bandcamp as well. So, uh, yeah, not, not long now for, for that one to come out. So that'll probably give you a bit of a taste as to what the album's going to be. It'll be, uh, again, it'll be electronic music predominantly, but... Um, yeah, it will give you a bit of a flavor with that first track. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Hey, do you also have any links that um, the J360 Legion needs to know about in order to meet up with you or anything, to link up? Yeah, um, I'm with the usual links. Um, so I'm on uh, Bandcamp, um, I think it's there, forward slash Errorwolf. Um, also on Instagram as well, and I'm on, I'm on Twitter. Got a fairly new Twitter account. Uh, Facebook, etc. So all the all the usual social media. Um, but uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. Nice, nice. Well, Stuart, man, this is amazing, and I think one way or another we'd have finally bridged the gap here. <laughs> J Man's reach is getting longer every time. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> but yeah, man, it was a it was a blast having you on this show, and I know that there's going to be many more to come, and I just can't wait till that new album hits in addition to Vanguard. Like, this was just a great episode, brother, and I really appreciate you coming out for this. Uh, likewise. Thanks for having me, brother, as well. That's, uh, it's been been a great, great session. I've, been, I've really enjoyed it. <laughs> awesome, my dude. And definitely, definitely look forward to an invitation for um, any of these Power Play events, man, because, you know, anybody that's a gamer is invited, you know? And I know oh, you yes. play games, so definitely, definitely got to link up for that. I'll be on that. Yeah, definitely. I'll be hadoukening. <laughs> all the time probably with what we <laughs> oh hey now watch out because like i said you know i'm pretty good my sure you can and then we both have to watch out for space force because that man probably sleeps with a paddle in his hand <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to space force by the way <laughs> definitely definitely and everybody else in the j360 legion this is jay and airwolf signing off you guys take it easy until next time and please once again don't eat the paint Laters. Laters.